Hey, Kate, are you ready to get into some good trouble? Hell yes, Mary. I'm ready for some good trouble. You're listening to Good Trouble NYC. And we're going. Hi, Mayor. Hey, Kate. Happy May. Happy May. The sun is out after two torrential downpour days. Um, Dennis is definitely backed up because he doesn't walk in the rain. So, I mean, I don't blame him. I oh, wouldn't want to get all wet. No, I don't blame him. But he didn't shit for two days? Two days. That, that would Poor have Denny. me scared Poor for Denny. like... At least he didn't. He didn't poop in the apartment yet. No, he's he knows not to shit where he eats. Yeah, come on, no (laughs) way. That's good. Yeah. Aside from the rain, well, like okay, it is true. April showers bring May flowers. Okay, I'm all for it. Yeah, I'm all for the flowers, the sunshine. Today was a beautiful day. Today was gorgeous. Me and Dennis spent an hour at the park this morning. Love it. I walked around Central Park. I needed it. Needed some fresh air. Perfect. So we had a pretty good week. I, I would had a say. great week. You especially had, I had a great, great week. week. We're going to start it off. The Solara is gone. Put Aww. her to bed. They told me basically trading her in. They're like, yeah, the best we can do is trade her in and we're just going to melt her down. That, and I was like, what? That's actually really sad to hear. Okay. And then Kel gave me the idea after being like, oh, you should have cut a piece of leather out of your chair for like a keychain. I was like, shit, that would have been perfect. Hmm. Um, but going to drop her off, I cried. And then I was like five minutes away. I put the top down because I was like, she needs one more time with the top down f- for her to, for our last goodbye, our last hurrah. How many years did you drive her? Seven. Seven years. It's like your entire adult life. Breakups, moves, laughter, blood, sweat, you know, tears. That car has seen it all. Yeah. I didn't think I was going to be that upset. I got really upset. That's okay. <laughs> but I picked up my new car, which is a Jeep. Yes! These men did not want to negotiate with me. They were so rude. And I went by myself. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it's two car salesmen and then me. And I'm like trying to negotiate. And they're like, we already brought down the price. It's on sale. So that's the negotiating. I was like, no, it's not. Negotiating is between two people. You and me. You're Jack, I'm Jill. We're supposed to negotiate. Mm-hmm. And they're like, oh, you're in sales. I was like, yes, I am. <laughs> and, and finally, I just took all the cash out of my bag and put it on the table. I'm like, what are we doing? Let's take our, let, come on, big ball men. Let's let's do a deal. Shake my hand. And finally, when I put all the cash on the table, they were like, okay. And they're like, have you been walking around with that much cash? I'm like, yes, I have. <laughs> I called Allie's dad about like, getting a warranty i did not he said not to and he was like yeah you should offer to pay in cash i'm like oh yeah i have all the cash in my back he's like you're walking around with that much cash i'm like yes people it's fine it's in my bag no one's robbing me. nothing bad happened nothing you got the car i got the jeep got it registered um in like a two-day span it's back in new york couldn't back it up blocked out had had to help me so i just ordered actually a Apple CarPlay radio and a backup camera that he's installing into the Jeep. Oh, smart. So it's just going to be like Wait, you real can nice. install backup cameras? Yes. Oh, I had no idea. I didn't either, but he's doing it and Block Dad is coming in clutch like always. This is amazing. Mm-hmm. And the one thing you had to cross off your list. I know, exactly. I'm so excited. I can't wait to take a ride in it. Oh, I'm so excited. I was walking down the block and I saw her and I'm like, this is a sexy car. It's sexy. And then I saw like Matt and Jake and Scott, the whole cr- our whole crew in Boston. And it was like five of the guys. And I was like, oh, great. All of you are here to earn your keep this summer to stay at the house. All of you need to figure out how to take off Jeep doors. You guys are KP's P 
pit crew. Love it. Yeah. So big things. Got the car. All excited. Crossed another thing off the list. I need your negotiation skills because Kel and I are in that dreaded time period where we are trying to negotiate our lease renewal. Uh, That time of year. I hate that we're on a June lease cycle because they really do try to jack up the prices. Of course. Of course they do. But we've been back and forth. I'm feeling hopeful. Uh, We are pretty hardcore whenever it comes to negotiation, I think. Kel can get it. Oh, she can. And everyone in our building has been able to negotiate something down pretty nicely this year. Yeah, so they can't even be like, it's not something we do. No. Lies. We have the monopoly of the friends in the building. We all talk. We all know when people are leaving. Mm-hmm. So once that is down and secured, I'm going to be feeling really, really good. Okay. Yeah. You got some time, so. We have some time. We have until June. It's May 1st, but we're not leaving. No. We're actually planning on doing some upgrades. Wait, I didn't know about the upgrades. What are you doing? Yeah, we're going to get rid rid of our ceiling titties. What are your... Oh, (laughs) I've thought about doing the same thing in my apartment. Yeah. Updating, like getting cute little chandeliers or lighting or... Yeah. That's exactly what we're doing because one, those aren't cute. They don't provide enough light. Like we've lived there for three years. Probably. Yeah, no, it's easy enough. Or Nico. Nico knows so much about renovating. Okay. So that, we're planning on getting a new kitchen table. Nice. Uh, one that has maybe a little bit of storage, like more like bar seating than the one Cute. that we currently have. Okay. And I don't know, we might also paint. Nice. Uh, there's a puzzle that my cousin got me for my birthday mm-hmm. that it's a gray Malin puzzle. Okay. And once we put it together, we want to frame it. Cute, and put I like it up. that idea. So just little tweaks here and there, but it's hard to believe we've lived there for three years and... We're, just, we're still doing stuff. I know. I've been in my apartment. This September will be three years. Isn't that weird to think about? It's wild. The three years have gone by so quickly. But gone by so quickly. It's fine. Even last month, I feel like I blinked and April was gone. Oh, it was gone. I had this whole checklist of shit I needed to do. None of it got crossed off. I need to reevaluate that checklist. Okay. For May, we're all about getting I did, shit done. But I did do the car in April, yes. so I did cross something off. Okay, we're going to get through the rest of that checklist this month. Yes, we are. But before we talk about what's going on in May, of course, it's the start of the new month, so we got to tell you our three, top three April hotspots. Okay. I'm going to go first. Yeah, you go first. So I just told Mary that mine aren't that glamorous, but they're places that I've been before and some are new, some I've been to before, but I really appreciate it. Mm-hmm. So the first place, and this is the one like I appreciate, is my Heaven's Bagels spot that's down the street from me. I walk in, she was like the usual. Aww. Having like she and she knows it. And I walked in the other day, she was like, We're out of your favorite creamer. Like she immediately knew. It's like three girls behind. Um, What's your usual? I get a garlic bagel toasted with butter because I'm a child. <laughs> And then I get a French vanilla iced coffee. Hey, better than a plain bagel. At least you got garlic bagel yeah, going on. Garlic bagel. Yep. No <laughs> cream cheese though, because that's absolutely not. Um, but I just love that I walk in. They say hello. They say hi to Dennis. Like if I'm not there for like three or four days, they're like, "Have you been cheating on us?" Uh-huh. So that's like I want to say they're one of my sh- uh, hot spots. Neighborhood spot. You can't beat yeah. it. The other one that I went to is KGB. Have you been there? It's this dark, no. like, KGB is something to do with, like, it's like the Russian CIA. I don't know, but that's what this bar is called. Oh, KGB. that's in Stranger Things. Yes. Yeah, Oh, yeah, wow, yeah. I never put that connection together. But it's right here in the East Village. They do jazz, like, live jazz music till 1 a.m., which is really nice. And then they just have, like, a really dark, sultry bar, but you're still, like, all of your drinks come in Dixie cups. 
and your beers are just out of the bottle and it's like just like red stripe and stella love it yeah it makes me feel like going to the bar with my grandfather like in the early like in the 90s you can't beat a dive bar spot we've said that before but you really can't no it's like an elevated dive bar though like it's like red sultry walls with these big red velvet um drapes oh okay Mm -hmm. yeah Mm -hmm. so it's definitely a mood it's a vibe love that yeah we'll have to go sometime yeah definitely okay and the third place is because i gave you shit about going there was the smith bro so good dude i gave you shit me and you went there for like a date the other day and i was like yeah like i sat we were sitting outside which location did you go the east village one okay over on barry third whatever that is up there and it was excellent and i was like wow i just shit on mary for coming here what did you buy what and did i you haven't get? been there in like five years um i got a lemon and basil martini chef's kiss delicious then we got the mashed potatoes the best mm-hmm. we split the steak and then she got like crispy rice with salmon and i just got a big old bowl of shishito peppers oh yum it was great you really can't go wrong with the smith like compared to pj clark's or like la pietra nalita or uh, what's that other there there's like another burger spot that is like well known for burger seventh street burger maybe i can't think but like I'm Whatever. thinking of like New York City chains. Like Smith blows every other one out of the I water. I was so pleasantly surprised. And I immediately was like, I have to bring this up because I really enjoyed it. We sat outside, so we didn't get the ambiance of inside. But our servers were great, like unbelievable service. They were so sweet. They brought out a little bone for Dennis, Aww. like a dog bone, not a steak bone. Yeah. Um, and like a, you know, bowl of water. They were, it was a really nice dinner. You make me want to go back like again. Yeah, actually, I actually would go back, which is like I when people say they go to Smith, I'm like, that's embarrassing. And now I'm like, I don't care if it's embarrassing. No, because it was fantastic. Amazing. I love those spots. Yeah, it was fantastic. I also want before we move on about summer, we need to talk about we had a great karaoke night. I just need to say that Mary's the best singer in the world (laughs) with Taylor Swift. I'm definitely going to be posting a video of her and Shannon's little duet performance to WAP to wop yeah that's there my go-to these, karaoke song and there was these, like four like friends of friends like these men that were there and they've all like are in like very committed relationships they had no idea what they were getting themselves into they were just like sitting there being like wow i thought we were gonna sing like show tunes or who knows and like it was like a very there were some very aggressive heartfelt song songs sang yeah songs i sang. love yeah. karaoke it was great I on I got claustrophobic towards the end. I was like, yeah, I got to get out. I'm hot, then I'm cold, I'm so getting anxious. So honorable mention to karaoke. Yeah, we yeah. had to mention it, though. We'll have to go another time. I agree. In K-Town. I like those places because it's BYOB. Oh, I've never even been to one of those ones. Oh, my God, they're the best. Oh, hell yes. That, yeah, those are incredible. We'll try that in May. Okay, we'll try that in May. Okay, my three hot spots for April. I'm going to have to go ahead and say Balthazar. Yes, you had a really great night there. I had such a great night there. And it's one of those places, because it's so hyped up, I feel like it could have gone one way or the other. You need to go. We'll have a morning brunch there or something just to go and listen to people. There's a bug crawling up your wall. It's fine. As long as it's not a cockroach, I don't give a fuck. No, it's it's like like a gnat. Okay. Okay. But how is there a gnat or fruit fry in here? I literally have no food in this apartment. (laughs) Okay, whatever. Whatever. Um... Yeah, Balthazar, it's just quintessential classic New York. Their escargot is amazing. I want to go back for brunch. Okay. But 
more than anything, the ambiance and just like, it's the perfect place to go and people watch. Yeah. So if that's what you're into and like you need a moment to yourself, go alone with a book. Highly recommend. Great. My second place is this newish hybrid spot that's called Don't Feed the Alligators or Do Not Feed Alligators. Okay, where is it? It's on Bleecker. Okay. And what? Bleecker. Is it like it's West, in the West Village or is it like Soho? No, it's like West Village. Okay. And during the day, it's a coffee shop. And at night, it turns into like a quaint little bar. Oh, is it like a speakeasy, like bathtub gin? Because they have no. a coffee shop in the front? No. No, it's just like a fully functioning hybrid. And they have a very cute uh, patio back in mm-hmm. the back. And I just really liked the guy who was working there. He was very nice. He took us through the entire menu, him and the owner. They crafted the cocktails Halfly crafted the cocktails and then they used AI to craft the other cocktails. So bizarre. Very bizarre. Have you been using any AI things? No, they freak me out. They're incredible to use for emails, but can you do. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, this place, it's just like a nice chill vibe. Okay. And their cocktails were very, very good. That's great. And then my third is actually, it's not like a bar, a restaurant or anything. It is this non-alcoholic liquor store called Boisson. Okay. And that's also literally across the street from Do Not Feed Alligators. But it's nice that there's, it's like becoming more popular to not have alcohol. So having a spot that has like alcohol removed wine or like non-alcoholic aperitifs to just go in and grab on a day whenever you don't feel like drinking, but Mm -hmm. don't feel like just sipping on water, Mm -hmm. really convenient. And they have great prices there too. Love it. Love the ambiance. Cool. So those are my top three. Nice. Yeah. So, it is officially May 1st that we're recording this. Yes, that means that summer is here, oh, baby. we got Allie's birthday, we have Memorial Day weekend, we have my birthday, we have the derby party. The derby party. The dirty party. It is truly not summer until there is a 312 Roof Club party. Oh, yes. And I'm, I'm sorry, guys. <laughs> sorry to interrupt no, you, No, go too. ahead. 312 Roof Club is one of the best places in the world, but you can't go unless you have an invite, because... <laughs> It's not a club. It is my apartment building's rooftop. Okay, but they, you have to think, there's like a big handful of their friends that live in this building. They've made this rooftop with turf. They've gotten a custom neon sign. They have roof club. couches. They have a whole Instagram page for 312 Roof Club. Yeah. And they throw, we had, I remember one time I went there, you guys had like a pianist and a violinist come up there, all sitting out, the Christmas party's there, Halloween party's there, derby party. Yeah, so for the past few years, the derby party has been our unofficial party to welcome in summer. Yeah. And Nico, it's technically his rooftop, granted... Every apartment on the sixth floor of my building has rooftop access, mm-hmm. but one of my best friends, Nico, his area is just the one that's all decked out, oh, and it's, it's the decked. biggest part of the roof. It's decked. And so, he loves his themed parties. That's one of my favorite things about him. That man has the most beautiful smoking jackets. He does. He, he has a great He style. loves to live luxury, mm-hmm. and it fits him. It suits him. It does. So, the derby party, of course, it's a dress code. Men have to wear their seersucker suits. We have to wear our dresses for the ladies and everyone has to wear a derby hat i need to go buy a derby hat you do need to go buy a derby hat where do i even buy one just go to tj maxx it's easy it doesn't have to be fancy i actually the first derby day party i went to bergdorf i was like i'm gonna go get a nice hat now i was like shit these hats are four hundred dollars i'm still in college i can't do that yeah no yeah but I love the Derby Day because we do get bartenders. There's roses everywhere. We cover the photo wall with roses. There are 
batches of cocktails made by Goldberg himself. Jesus, those those are deadly. <laughs> oh, yes, they're very deadly. There's usually live music, and of course, we're betting on the races. Yep. And we all watch it and then just continue to dance the night away on our roof. Mm-hmm. I'm so excited. It's, I missed it last year, so I'm excited. I was in Ireland last year. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. And the weather's supposed to be nice, too. Mm-hmm. It's like 65 and like partially sunny, so hoping for more sun. Yeah, we really lucked out. I don't know how, and I don't think that we've ever gone in total depth of like, what 312 Roof Club is like. But to put in perspective, during the pandemic, I moved into a building where 10 of my friends already lived. And so we had our own version of Friends the Sitcom in real life. And throughout COVID, we just kind of stuck around the roof. Like we had our own outdoor space. And since then, we've just kind of grown almost like a community of sorts up there. But a thousand percent is. Yeah. So... It's it's a nice little happy spot at home. I love it's doing like a little commune building. It is. I love doing rooftop cookouts out there. Yeah. You guys had a little blow up pool. We have a little blow up pool in the summer that might not be safe, but fuck it. The roof get, hasn't caved it's, in. It's hot in New York. It gets hot. So yeah, we're gonna have a lot to tell about the Derby Derby Day party. Actually, you know, I do love the Derby Day, but it also kind of gives me anxiety thinking of it because I think to the first Derby party that we had and I invited this guy that I was like dating at the time but we weren't official or anything and everyone had been asking me like oh are you like gonna ask him like the what are we conversation are you gonna have that oh god and i was like yeah like i need to but i don't think that today is the right time but uh, i had one too many drinks and then i had the what are we (laughs) conversation and i never Mm, saw him again love it so the derby party is gonna be a little different this year I invited it a man to the derby party. Yes. I okay. Did. Don't repeat what I did. Okay. Oh, absolutely <laughs> not. Because the next thing that we are doing, we are signing our single girl contract. Oh yeah, no one's allowed to be in a relationship this no, summer. You can have sneaky ge- links galore. Yeah, you ha- can have your situationships, but there are no boyfriends that trump our girl time this no. summer. This is the first time ever, minus May, because she is in a loving relationship and we love John. But otherwise, this is the first time that all of us have been single. In seven years, somebody's always been in a relationship. Yeah, and that's kind of wild to think about. I actually hate it. I hate it. I'm so excited for the summer. I love that you found this TikTok that was like, we are literally signing a contract. I texted Goldberg, and he's going to draft something up for us. Perfect. Yeah. Perfect. So what I want from this summer, like a slutty, fun summer for all of us. I want us to all go and torment men and just have the carefree good trouble that we always get into i'm not gonna torment men no tormenting men is fun i'm just gonna be surrounded by all my guy friends and that will suffice of the male testosterone energy that i need okay Mm -hmm. but what if like a guy buys you a drink at the bar you can torment him then i'm not well i guess i am gonna torment him because i'm gonna take the drink and say thank you so much i'm gonna go dance with my single ladies Mm -hmm. and you can watch but can't touch that's what i like wow what's like the first thing that we should do once we sign this contract get good trouble tatted on our asses maybe (laughs) boo Boo. maybe boo also when we sign this contract if somebody breaks it what are we making as the consequence Oh, I haven't even thought about this part. Getting good trouble tattooed on your ass. Yeah, yeah. Well, I'm going to do that. Reg- I'm doing it regardless. Stamping it on my ass. They but. have to. Oh, this is a good question. Right? We might have to just do a poll about it. I don't think that anyone's going to break it, though. Who knows? Shit works in mysterious ways. That's true. But I think they have to, like, 
I don't know, like cater around to us for a night and have to be sober and just have to carry all of our bags and whatever we ask, they have to do. Yes. Like you were saying, go dance with that person. You dance with that person. They're the bar wench for the night. You go up to that guy and say, can we trade shirts? If he says yes, you got to trade your shirt. Okay. I don't know. I'm just spitballing. I think it could work. I think it'd be hilarious. I think it'll be great. Whatever. I'm excited for the summer. We have a lot of traveling going on. We do. We do have a lot of traveling. Uh, I am about to not be home for like a month. Yes, because you have your dog sitting. Yeah. Dog sitting for two weeks for our friend Maeve. And then I'm going to D.C. over Memorial Day to visit Morgan. Mm -hmm. And then I'm flying to my hometown for my brother's high school graduation. Mm -hmm. And then I just bought this flight. I'm flying from Pittsburgh to Boston for your birthday. Mm -hmm. Because we're going to go on the cake. Yes. Wow. I'm just so excited for summer. I know. Even though, like, this summer is going to look a little bit different for me. That's okay. It's okay. And this is something that... I've talked a little bit about, like, our listeners, you know, I like to have my little sober spurts, but I feel like I'm really taking the dive off the diving board this time. Okay. Because, one, it's Mental Health Awareness Month Mm -hmm. for May, and April was just a tough month. I've said before, but I'm trying to, like, compose my thoughts in a way that I'm not all over the place and explaining everything. You know... On a surface level, how I feel I get whenever I drink. Yes. And uh, I'm also very much an all or nothing kind of person. Understood. So I've I've hated always feeling like the friend that gets so, so drunk. And I black out almost every single time that I drink. Do you know what's funny, though? I wouldn't say you're that friend. No? No. Not at all. <laughs> really i'm shocked you even think that about yourself that's just how i feel the blacking out thing every time you drink that happened to me maybe like a year and a half ago every single time i was drinking i was blacking out and i was like shit i gotta i had to rein it in and i reined it in for a bit and had a good reset mm-hmm. and that's okay yeah because we all go through patterns our bodies are changing alcohol affects us differently with our mental state our surroundings the people we're with yeah This month, I don't know what it was, but every single time after I drank, I just went into such a big, deep, depressive state where I, like, couldn't do anything. I felt like I was not doing well at work. I felt like I wasn't giving my all in my friendships. Mm -hmm. And, like, this past weekend, nothing crazy happened. But I did say that I wasn't going to drink. And then I was like, ah, one White Claw won't hurt. And then one White Claw quickly turned into four. And then before I knew it, it was 6 a.m. and I had six vodka sodas yeah and so whenever that happens to me like i know that no one is really judging me for it like we all drink a lot but on an internal level if like if i can't even do the things that i say that i'm going to do and and follow through with it like i feel like i'm losing my trust in myself and ultimately my friends are going to lose their trust in me uh, this is so what because no i think that's all <laughs> fucking inaccurate number one we're gonna say and i'm okay to say it i drink the most out of the group mm-hmm. i work in a bar it's really in the culture i'm in right now but i can even recognize and that's great because a lot of people don't recognize it of being like wow i'm drinking a lot yeah but for you to think about us ladies and questioning the trust we have within our friendships not something to question you've never gotten drunk to a point to hurt any of us that's never happened you're not an angry person <laughs> you it's not like you're an angry drunk yeah 
it's not like you're a super emotional drunk that's you know something that i used to do that when i reined it in it was great i was trauma dumping when i was drunk yeah i was you know like i think it was like two three years ago fourth of july something triggered me i'm drunk i'm with jake and Allie at the sandbar i hysterically lose it hysterically lost it lost my shit and you know that's okay for that to happen every once in a while that you get drunk and you get emotional but for me then to be doing it every single time i was drinking and also just telling people these intimate details about myself to complete strangers yeah i had someone recently say to me oh i met you a few years ago i'm like oh really and they're like yeah we went out blah blah we were at this bar i'm like oh my god yeah i remember it and they're like yeah and you told me this and i'm like i can't believe i told a complete stranger that yeah that like hits so close to home it does but getting back to nobody has no lost trust would ever lose trust but this is i want to make sure something that you're doing for you don't think about any of us if you drink you don't drink none of us give a shit you can still have fun yeah but no one is looking at you questioning your drinking that's that's really refreshing to hear yeah and <laughs> we're getting emotional but that's, that's okay. part of life and that's fine i wanted to do this like to talk about it on here to actually hold myself accountable too so like I think it's hard to put in perspective because like from your guys's point of view like i'm not that crazy drunk like i'm not trauma dumping i'm not doing anything no but at the same time like it has been you just feel such a low afterward yeah and then it's wrecking multiple days of your week Mm -hmm. and then you're psychoanalyzing like every time i black out i'm like holy fuck did i do something stupid and then you get anxiety yeah like hangover anxiety you get anxiety yeah from it like questioning and it's also a scary thing to black out brown out whatever you want to call it and not remember getting home no that's the scariest thing about it too and i'm like i'm trying to collect my thoughts again that's okay because it's like i talk about this so much with you guys but i feel like it's almost like oh she's just going through one of those phases again but it's like from the outside it doesn't seem like i'm being as destructive as it feels on the inside yeah you know and that all affects your mental health Mm -hmm. it does it totally does alcohol is a depressant yeah and it's so weird to like even think about the thought of sobriety in a city like new york where so many aspects and socializing revolve around drinking yeah it totally does but you just find other things and other activities you like to do which you do you go to the park we're Mm -hmm. gonna go gallery hopping this week yeah you know there's other things yeah and this doesn't have to be forever if you want it to be forever it can like people do it yeah but if you just need a month six months a year reset however long you want to make it do it yeah and also i want to say too i come from a family that has struggled with alcohol not that you're at any level of (laughs) any level of the people in my family but you might go you might give yourself a goal and you want to quote-unquote hold yourself accountable for a month if you have you know if all of a sudden we're toasting at Allie's birthday and you're like i want to have one and i know i'll stop at one don't you can't beat yourself up about that either yeah because you're still you can get your um mocktail but if we're a bottle of champagne and you want to have one glass that does not mean you staying you not drinking for the two and a half weeks prior 
it negates does nothing. itself. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that's so important too, because I've seen it through people in my life that I love of drinking and then they have one bad day and it's like it's one day. Yeah. It's, okay. it's one day. Tomorrow you just gotta take it one up. day at a time. Yeah, tomorrow you're gonna wake up and you're, you're not gonna drink and you're gonna get you know, you're gonna feel good and you're gonna work out and you're gonna do whatever activities you love to do. Yeah. I think this is like I said, this has been something that I've thought about almost every day for like the past six months and I'm like, it's at the point where if I'm thinking about it this much and it's cap- it's taking up this much of my psyche. Like that's like, even shocking. I had no idea you were thinking about it so heavily. Yeah. I had no idea. It's weird. It's weird because like when you look at textbook alcoholism, like that's not me. That's not anyone no. that we know. Like I'm not waking up in the morning and I'm like, oh my God, I need to have a drink. Yeah. But like drinking to the point of like blacking out every single time, it's weird. It's scary. It's scary. It sucks. Okay. And like moderation is so hard. It is hard. And to it's, come by. It's to a like figure ve- it out. <laughs> it's a very fine line. Yeah. But even like whatever it was, two, three years ago, and I was bla- like, I blacked out so bad. I said something very raunchy to one of my managers at work. <sighs> and they threw me in a cab and sent me home. And I woke up the next morning and I'm like, oh, great. I'm safe at home. Don't remember coming home. My roommate at the time was like, do you remember walking in? Because two cops carried you up because you fell asleep on the front stoop with your keys in your hand. Like, you know, that could have been, that could have gone down, downhill so quick. And like that moment was a wake up call for me. I called my mom who's sober. I remember being like, do I need to go to a meeting right now? Like, I'm only blacking out. And it's, I think, you know, it's something I've thought about. And I don't think it's bad that you're thinking about it or want to challenge yourself like this. When you were in that time period, what kind of helped you reel back and get into a better level of moderation? Yeah. Um, Well, the first thing was I was still very young at the time, like 22, 23. I was you know, I wasn't sleeping. I was working a full day job. And then I was going to my bar job at night till 3am. And then I was working till two, staying there till 334, going to bed till seven. So no sleep. I was not sleeping. I was not eating correctly. I wasn't working out. That's when I gained all that weight, which was from just the alcohol and the french fries I was having (laughs) three, four nights a week. I was also surrounding myself with people that their goals didn't align as much as mine or they could only have a good time if they were drinking like i would reach out to people and be like you want to go to a movie or you know like let's just get it like a casual dinner and be like it was it was a no it was like no we're going i'm going hard it was that life i was living at the moment yeah but i mean i took a step back from the bar I focused on sleep. I focused on healthy relationships like you and the girls more because I definitely got in a routine of also my girlfriends now. You guys are so good. Most of them will not go out during the week. And my week, my days <laughs> off are like Wednesday, Thursday or my date, like my real days off. Then I'm like, someone come out with me and get dinner. And they're like, I have an 8 a.m. meeting. I can't. I'm like, ah, but <laughs> You know, it looks different for everybody, but you wanting to take a break and hold yourself accountable is very admirable. Thanks. <laughs> You're welcome. You're definitely welcome. I didn't realize you've been thinking that a long time. Yeah. Yeah. And that's okay. Yeah. It's weird. Would you want, we, we can cut this out if you want. Would you want to go to a meeting? Are you curious? I wonder if it would help. 
We can def- I'll go to you with one. Yeah. I've gone to them with my mom before. They're great. Are there a lot around here? There's a sh- there's one right next to your apartment. Oh, <laughs> really? It's actually one of the nicest ones in the city. <laughs> my mom is my mom has said it's like four floors. They have like a coffee bar, like. But yeah, there's a bunch in the city, and it's also great too because I've gone with my family members. You know, I introduce you go into AA and people say hi. You know, you can go to like. I know so much about this. You go into <laughs> some meetings are closed and not you have to be like a you have to be able to quote yourself as an alcoholic or there's open meetings where you're just curious about sobriety yeah and you're just curious about this different lifestyle and this is just another resource to help so if you go to an open meeting and you just go and be like this is my first time here i'm curious what it's all about and people are so great you know they'll talk to you about it during the meeting and after and it's i just have even enjoyed going because the war stories you can hear sometimes of being like, you know, some of my stories sound just as crazy as this. And then there's other stories that I'm like, wow, mine are mundane, but, and that's okay. It's just, it's, it's a resource there if you want to, or to try it. It's a good one. Yeah. Obviously the whole thing is not something that's like the easiest decision to make, but what makes it a little bit easier is like having such great people around. Yeah, of course. Like you and the girls. And yeah. like, I've, uh, Obviously, there's been days so far, like in this journey, where I'm like, I don't feel like drinking, and no one has questioned me. So I feel like that makes it a little bit easier. Yeah, too. Right. But it's still so crazy. Like I already made the resolve to date soberly this year. Yeah. But like even the thought of like, oh, is someone gonna like feel uncomfortable that I'm not drinking? But I feel like I'm so sure of myself that like also that's you're not- so confident too, like the way you present yourself to people that people drink on dates to get rid of jitters and nerves that they'll have you can still have them but i think you're just so able to portray yourself as the confident woman that you are that you going into a date easy peasy i feel like that's another thing that i haven't like verbalized to you guys either but like a year ago i feel like i was fine granted i was also in a relationship but like going out and drinking and like having a great time but i feel like now alcohol is kind of hindered my confidence whenever it comes to like going up to someone at a bar or just like talking to someone of the opposite sex really mm-hmm. it's it's so weird and i feel like that's so unlike me because i think within our friend group especially like i've always been known as the one that doesn't give a fuck and like has a lot of confidence but i feel like i don't have that confidence that i used to anymore like i'm always thinking like i'm undesirable which is like a terrible terrible thing i don't view you as that i don't see that but if you feel it and if you think that taking a break from drinking will help you re-energize your chakras and get everything (laughs) in aligned of getting back to feeling good because you are desirable you are (laughs) i know you are so i'm proud of you do you have like a timeline of like, I want to do 30 days or 60 days or you're just going to be like, all right, it's only going to be special occasions or I you, feel you like can just play it by ear. I think it's going to be a combination of playing it by ear, but also like a hard one month right now. That's great. At the start of summer, I want to go in to the warmer months feeling so good about myself, about my body, about my friendships. Yeah. And I feel like the first step to doing that is by making a cut and taking a break for a little bit that's perfectly normal yeah well i'm proud of you thanks it also like 
It also helps too, I've recognized, because like after I've been scrolling through sober TikTok and like I've been listening to a lot of podcasts and I actually have a coworker who has been having similar feelings as me whenever it comes to drinking and mm-hmm. just like not wanting to exert so much energy on the act of drinking. Oh, definitely. And there's been it's a, a whole you drink for four hours. It's a two day, it's a two day affair. Oh, it literally is like I and don't get me wrong. I love the spontaneity of not knowing where the night is going to lead whenever I'm surrounded by the people that care about me most. Like I know that I don't need that I, substance mm-hmm. <laughs> to keep the night going. But one thing that has helped me in like kind of made me a little bit more level headed in the process of like deciding what to do is reading a few books I gave you one. Yeah. I read a book book. a few years ago. Sober Curious. Yeah. Yeah. It was amazing. I just started this new book today and I'm already like halfway through it. It's called Drinking Games. It's a memoir by Sarah Levy and she stopped drinking in New York when she was 28 years old Mm -hmm. and she's been able to put a lot of the thoughts and feelings that I've had around alcohol beautifully into this book that I feel like aren't as mainstream Mm -hmm. as they should be. So yeah, I just got really raw and vulnerable That's and like okay. it all needs to happen. I feel like this is such an important topic to share with you guys too because just living in a city like New York where so many things revolve around drinking, like I'm excited to keep you updated on to like as to how I feel at the end of the month and yeah. like if it continues along and just like tips and tricks that have helped me along the way. Mm-hmm. But like I said, I want to keep myself accountable and like through this podcast, we said this at the very beginning. We want to show you the good, the bad, the ugly, and like keep things as real as possible. And so, this You're is real. real. This is yeah, real. <laughs> we're allowed to use you know this platform however we want and yeah. whatever we want to discuss or to not discuss. That's that's up to us. Yeah. Whoever doesn't like it, you can you know exit out of Spotify. <laughs> I don't care. Yeah, we're proud of you. I sound like Dennis now. You do sound like Dennis. <laughs> you do. You sound very congested. It's fine. That's what I get. But for- also, I think, too, that we're still at a young age where, you know, going out is still a priority. Mm-hmm. But as we get older, those things shift. Like, even look at us, like, Allie for her birthday. Instead of doing this big, crazy weekend, one night we're having a movie night. It's perfect. We just want to, like, sit there, enjoy each other's companies, have a nice cheese board, giggle with each other, wear our sweats. Like, if we had said this at, you know, 22, 24, we'd be like, absolutely not. But... It's also great that we've all been prioritizing like going to workout classes together. Although like no one made it except for me and Juliana. Yeah, on yeah Saturday. I know. I know. It was pouring. Absolutely not. But Apologies. when we do, it's like the best thing ever. Yeah. So I think when we get older, we supplement more of those healthier habits into how we spend time with each other. Yeah. Because when you're young and you're going to school in New York City and there's lots of drinking. Yeah, But as we get older, we find other activities that we like to do and support each other, whether it's going to, you know, brunch after Kel's marathon yeah, and watching her doing something so empowering. And we are so proud of her, whatever it may be. That's just one example. But yeah. Yeah. So. Well, you're killing it. it. Thanks. You're welcome. <laughs> you're welcome. I love you. I love you, too. Give me a hug. Headphones in the way. On the way. <laughs> no, it's fine. But next. so we'll be able to discuss the Derby party next week. Yep. You'll be able to give a very raw interpretation of 
what things actually went down at it because it's it's a spicy group and it's such a mixed <laughs> pot of people too it is and honestly i am so excited to just be able to like almost be a fly on the wall and watch yeah and just hostess for the mostest hostess with the mostest having a great time with everyone and yeah. just maybe bring some shroomies too i don't know <laughs> <laughs> i can bring those a thousand percent but either way we're looking forward to may and we're gonna have merch soon oh <gasps> yes and coasters and coasters so look and out. stickers I, yep look out for your bars for coasters that will be just dropping around and then also look in your restaurant and coffee shop bathrooms because you will find our stickers there as well yep yeah so thanks for listening if I don't know if you're feeling any way that either of us. I, I don't know what I'm saying. That's all. That's okay. We just had an emotional hour. We did. Chat with you later. Chat with you later. See you next week. Good trouble. Bye.